Hey, this is Eric Olivares, pastor at Axios Church in Lakeland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Axios' mission is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. We hope this message encouraged you and uplifted you throughout your week. Enjoy the message. These are stories that have been kind of wrecking me in my life, and hopefully it brings revelation to your life as you navigate you know, your day-to-day in and out. And today's message is called Discounted discounted. There is nothing greater than a good discount. There is nothing greater than a good discount. When you find that shirt that you want and you see that red tag and you're like, the glory of God, the Shekinah glory is in this place. There is nobody that loves a great discount than Carmen Oliveris. My mother is the discount queen. And to my benefit, growing up, I would get clothes after clothes, just if I liked it or not. It didn't matter if she saved $2 or she saved $50. As long as she said, it's on discounts. Discount, the red tag appeals us. I am noticing with my children right away that Elijah is the person that doesn't pay full price. He just waits. I mean, he's a saver. I mean, he has a $50 bill that my, uh, my father-in-law gave him about two years ago, and he doesn't let go of that $50. He had it for two years already, and just because he sees $50, he just saves it. He, he, he kind of finesses us too, okay? He finesses us. We go to Disney World, and he's like, Mom, you know, like, I, I really want this. And we're like, hey, did you bring your wallet? And he's like, no, but I'll pay you when I get back. You know they don't pay you when you get back. You know, so my man's been holding $50 for two years. Sometimes he has more money in the bank than I have money in the bank. But the reality is the discount is something that benefits. But Riley, Riley don't care. She's a shopaholic. <laughs> She's a shopaholic. She pays full price. I don't care. If I want it, I'm get it. I want it, I got it, all right? That's what she's getting, all right? She is not. There's two types of people. There's the people that love the discount and don't care to pay the full price. But what is a discount? It is, is a deduction from an unusual cost or something typically given from proper advance for payment for special categories for buyers. See, God gave me this, this revelation. I didn't even know when he gave me this revelation. Just I've just been kind of living off it. It says, don't discount what God has given to you in full price. Do not discount what God paid in full price. Because we can do this time and time again, especially in our society, if we don't have the best and we don't know the best and we don't have the best connections and we don't, have the, we don't know that person. Or we, we discount what God has paid in full price. Because on that cross, he paid the full price for us, for our sins. But when we living in society, we live in, in this world, we, are, we have the tendency to discount the creation that the creator created. And we have to understand that we cannot discount what God paid in full price. There is a story in, in 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1 and 7, and it's a story of, a, of Elijah meeting a lady, a widow, with oil. 
And we're going to be kind of giving you context of what's going on here, and then we'll kind of go in it. So let's go to uh, 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1 and 7. I'll give you a minute as you are, if you have your Bible, your Bible app, you can look at it or you can be on the screen. Um, well, do not discount what God paid in full price. In verse 1, it says this, And now the wife of one of the sons of the prophets cried to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord, but the creditors has come to take my two children to be slaves. And Elijah said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what have you in your house? And he said, your servant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. Then he said, go outside, borrow vessels from your neighbors, empty the vessels and not too few. And then go and shut the door behind, uh, behind yourself and your sons and pour into these vessels. And when one is full, set it aside. So she went from him and shut the door behind himself and their sons. And she poured, and she poured, they brought the vessels to her. When the vessels were full, she said to her sons, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is nothing, there is not another then the oil stopped flowing. She came and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debts, and you and your sons will live on the rest. See, the problem about this lady was, the problem is she had the oil, but she was so familiar with less that she couldn't see the abundance. She was so comfortable living in just a little that God wanted to give her more. But she couldn't see the miracle in the cupboard with this jar because she is so familiar with just living in the less. But I understand that in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, it says, and, and my God shall supply every need according to his riches and glory. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, it says, and God who is able, all grace abound in you, so that have all sufficiency in all things at all times that you may abound in good works. And then we all know in Psalms chapter 23, verse 1, it says, it says this, that the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. She didn't understand what she had and the value she had in her house. And the first point I want you to, to, to know is this. Number one, it says, stop discounting your oil. Stop discounting your oil. It says in verse 2, it says, And Elijah said to her, What shall I do for you? This is weird. Like the lady's like crying out, being all vulnerable, and Elijah, Elijah's like, Hey, what can I do? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? He said, What do you have in your house? Let's start with what you have. What do you have in your house? Your servant said, I have nothing except a jar of oil. What this lady didn't re recognize is that the, she had the tools to pay the debts, but she didn't trust the God of the multiplication. She had the tools in her house the whole time, but she didn't trust God can multiply it. We have to know that God is the God of multiplication. He's not only multiplying in finances, you need to be multiplied in some joy in your life. You need to multiply some peace in your life. He is the God of the multiplication. And at times, our life, we, we might be praying prayers of God, I want more. But what if God said, open your cupboards, you have what you have. 
What if God is saying, hey, you're saying, God, there's more. What if God wants to use what you have in this season? It might be just a little bit of oil. But what if that little bit of oil can make you rich? What if that little bit of oil can pay the debts that you're trying to pay? See, this is where the lady was. She didn't believe that. She just saw what was so insignificant, but God looked at it as significant. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 and 11 says, Each of you shall use whatever gifts you have received to serve what? Others as faithful servants of God's of various forms. Stop discounting what God has created for abundance. See, God wants to use you in miraculous ways. God wants to use you, but you have to get away from you. Because most of the time, we are stopping our growth. Sometimes we're stopping for us to be a blessing to others because all we see is just us. How can God use me? And we're discounting the creation. When God has paid it in full. We have to walk with a different kind of confidence about ourselves because he paid it in full. The enemy knows that when he discounts your blessing, you will not walk in abundance. If he can discount what God has created to you to be, if he can discount that purpose in your life, if he can discount that marriage, if oh, it's all, I, I just married us, we fell out of love. No, 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 you're discounting what God has created for abundance. Oh, these kids are driving me insane. Oh, guess what? You're discounting the blessing because you prayed for those kids at one point. We can't discount because the enemy knows when we discount it, we can't walk in the abundance. See, we have to operate in this, whatever it takes. It says, if God, if you give me much, it's a blessing. God, if you give me less, it's a blessing. If you're not being a blessing now with a little of oil, what how, you, you can't expect to be a blessing when the abundance comes. Don't you know those people? They're like, hey, when... I when I get like $100 million, then I'll tithe. But when, when, if God blesses me with the lotto, then I'll, help, then I'll help the homeless. If you can't help the homeless now with $5 in your bank, you ain't going to help the homeless when there's $100,000 in your bank. Because it's not about the amount, it's about the heart. It's about the heart. And we need to understand that when we discount our heart, we can't walk in the abundance. Maybe you feel stuck is because you feel like your oil's not good enough. Oh, their oil is more. Oh, they can pour out more. Or their oil's richer. Stop discounting your oil. Your oil is something that you need to steward well and stop discounting. God is saying your oil is enough. Hey, mother, that you feel like you're failing your kids. Your oil's enough. Hey, hey, student, that you were on fire for God, but nobody sees the potential in you. You feel young and you feel unseen. Guess what? Your oil is enough. Hey, elder, that you think your days are over. You can wash up your nets. You can coast to death. But I'm here to tell you that your oil is enough. Stop discounting and put right value for what God is put in your life. Stop discounting it. Number two, what this lady needs to understand is this. Don't let the vessels scare you. Do not let the vessel scare you. It says in verse 3, says, then she said, go outside and borrow from your neighbors. This is where she was. Elisha's telling her, hey, get all these vessels for this little bit of oil. How can this oil provide for the many? Have you ever felt fear in the midst of a miracle? 
fearful fear in the midst of a miracle. God is saying, bring the oils. He's setting the stage for your provision, but then fear comes in the middle. Fear comes in the middle. You can see God working. You can see God opening the doors to what he wants you, but then you notice that I'm, I'm scared. Imagine what this lady was. What they told her to do was ridiculous. We can over-spiritualize it, but this is weird. Like, oil. Borrow from your neighbors. It doesn't match up. If I was her, I'll be like, okay, I, I, I put my reputation out there. I, I, not only is this going to be for me, I have to talk to my friends and family members. What if this doesn't work? Fear. Fear. Fear in the midst of the miracle. But the, the reality is this is what the lady had to understand. She needed community for her to operate in the blessing. This is good stuff. Let me say it like this. You can't do it alone. You can't do it alone. There is nothing greater than you having a, you're in the midst of a fear season. You're in the midst of feeling down about yourself. And you get that right phone call. You get that right encouragement from somebody in your community that is going to lift you up. Sometimes it just takes fear out. She had to go to her neighbors to borrow the vessels. Let, 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 me, let me just explain it. This is an awkward situation. She's, she's knocking at door to door. Hey, did, 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 did. Um, can I borrow a vessel? <laughs> Normally, the people are like, oh, here you go. No, they're like, hey, why you need a, what, what do you need a vessel for? Remember that vessel I let you borrow uh, weeks ago? You haven't returned it yet. <laughs> door to door. Knocking, knocking. Vulnerable. What if this doesn't work? I know I'm just, I'm just following what God is telling me to do. He, it was awkward. Hey, can I borrow your vessel? This is how it was, it was presented. Hey, can I borrow your vessel because God is going to bless me? Knock, knock, knock. Hey, God's going to bless me. Can I borrow your vessel? And God spoke to me and said like this, we can't be envious when others get blessed. We need to build a community that says, hey, if God is going to bless you, here's my vessel. Take it. We, we, because in um, Philippians chapter 2, verse 2 and 4 says, do not, be, do not have nothing with rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others significant than yourself. Let each of you look not only to your own interests, but the interests of what? This is the wrong verse. Others. Others. We need to stop living life like this. If my vessel's not full, then your vessel can't be full as well. If I'm not getting blessed, then you're not getting blessed. And some of you are like, oh, this doesn't happen. It happens every day. Oh, look at them. You get, you get comments like this. Must be nice. <laughs> oh, they, they might be doing something right. What if can, you can be just a cheerleader? 
What, what, what if you can just be a cheerleader and stuff? Here's this. A heart of selfish, uh, selfishness operates with empty vessels. This is too good. This is too good. But, but when we see others getting blessed and we operate in the same blessing, miracles happens. Sometimes God calls us to be a cheerleader before we're cheered on. So many people want to get cheered on. Good job. But what if God is calling you to be a cheerleader in this, situ- in this season? Because these, these neighbors didn't hesitate. Take my vessel. Take my vessel. Take my vessel. Oh, God's going to bless me. Okay, do, do what you got to do, sister. But what happens is sometimes, not all the time, we see God operating in people's life. And in reality, we would never say it. We would never let it come out of our mouth. But in our soul, we're like, well, what about me? What about you? Because if we have to think of others sometimes more significant than us, if your neighbor's getting blessed, you're blessed as well. You're blessed by association, sister. Because not only are they going to get a blessing because they, that she got all the vessels, you might get blessed because you let the vessel go to the house. It's obedience. It's obedience. We, can, we have to operate in this mindset. Fear is bearable when community is willing to encourage and celebrate each other. I don't remember what I said. I can't say it again. Number three. Elijah said, told her to just empty the vessels. We miss this. We, we miss this. It says, then go outside, borrow the vessels to the neighbors, empty the vessels, and not too few. God said, you can't take, you can't take God's provision and having old oil in the vessels. You can't have the new mindset with old oil mindsets. You, you, can't, you can't miss the specific um, instruction that she gave. He said, hey, guess what? Hey, before you do anything, before the oil poured, guess what? Empty the vessels. Empty the vessels. God is saying to you today that I want to do a new blessing in your life, but you are cramming things in your vessels. Maybe there's a little uh, uh, unforgiveness in that vessel. Maybe there's a little lust in that, um, in that vessel. It's not taking a lot of room, but maybe there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of unbelief. Maybe there's other opinions in your vessel. And God is saying, I can't put the, the fresh new oil for your provision because you're cramming the vessels that need to be emptied. You're cramming your blessing. We have to understand that we can't expect new blessings holding old oil. It doesn't work. It's time to empty the vessels. And here's what happens when you empty the vessel. It hurts. It strips you of your pride. You have to be held accountable. You might lose some friends. You might have to get out of your comfort zone. But what God wants to do in your vessel is greater than what you want to store in your vessel. What miracle God wants to do in your empty, you might feel empty and you're like, God, I'm just, I'm just exhausted. God, I'm just worn out. 
Maybe you're not worn out. Maybe you are worn out, but maybe God wants to pour some new things and you had to empty some things out. You have to empty things out of our lives that are, that are just cramming the, the, the new oil to be entered in. God is saying today is the time to turn over the vessel, empty it, and get ready for the new. Get ready for the new. The last one is they had to empty the vessel. And the fourth one is she had to rest in the blessing. Rest in the blessing. Verse 6, JP. When the vessels were full, she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another. Then the oil stopped flowing. It was the obedience that she was operating that was the constant flow of the oil. It was the, the, sometimes the mundane things that, hey, come to church to do this, serve, that you seem that is mundane, but it's just really obedience that you're operating in, that God is ready to pour his oil. But what happens when you're being obedient and you feel like the oil has stopped flowing? Because there was a point where there was not any more vessels. And what did it say? The oil stopped. The oil stopped. What happens in the process of obedience when your oil stops in your life? When chaos ruins your blessing. We tend to get upset. We tend to blame. Tend to point the finger. But what if God is saying to rest in the blessing that I've given you? See, to pay the debts forward, she had to live in the rest. But there are seasons that I, I, that are in, uh, that are needy. There are seasons that I live in fear. There are seasons that are reliance. There are seasons in blessing. But there's a season that we don't talk about a lot because we want so much more. But there's also a season of contentment that we need to operate in. God, whatever you give, I'm satisfied. What, what if the oil is flowing? I'm good. If the oil stops for a season, guess what? I'm still good because I know who's operating the flow. I know who has the, the, the button to the go. God is still blessing you even in seasons when you feel the oil is not flowing. What we tend to do is we expect the same blessing in one season to be the same blessing in another season. And we get mad. There's going to be a season where God is like, psh, 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 psh. like, it's like just giving you. They're like going. But then there's some seasons where like, God, are you there? Like, hello. I got the vessels. I was vulnerable with my neighbors. And I saw the miracle. And they saw it. And I kind of became a little famous because I'm the girl, now the lady with the oil with a lot of vessels. But what happens when it stops flowing? Do you rely on the flow or the person's flowing? Because especially in Pentecostal circles and in church circles, we just so focus on the, the miracle signs and wonders, and those are the flows, and I'm great with that. Let miracles happen, let's, let, let's flow. But what happens to just getting saved and getting discipled? 
Like, we can see the miracles. But sometimes the miracles are just experiences of God. But God wants you to grow in who he is. He wants you to get into his word. He wants you to fast. He wants you to come to a small group. He wants you to get. What if those things are just good enough for the season? But God, I want to see it. I want to feel it. I want to run. But what if God's saying, be still and know? And you feel like the oil is stopped. But it hasn't stopped. It's just a different blessing. It's just just a different glory. The the Bible says what? From glory to glory to glory. Maybe that's just another glory you need to operate in. See, we have to stop discounting the blessing that God has just because he's blessing others with this miraculous thing. What if he's just blessing you with breath today? Are you okay with that? Have you ever been to say, hey, God, thank you that I have a big toe that I can balance on? It's crazy. But what if God wants you to be content in the midst of the blessing? To operate, to think a different way. Just because I'm not seeing the lightning and the thunder doesn't mean that God is not operating on, the, on, on, on my behalf. Because he is doing a new thing. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19. We know this verse. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now that it spring forth. Now that you shall know that I will make a, a what? A way in the wilderness, in the rivers, in your deserts. Just because the oil has stopped doesn't mean the blessings have stopped. So rest in the fact that this. You are still chosen. You are still called. You are still loved. You are still forgiven. You will live in hope. You are his beloved. You are his son and you are his daughter. Rest in the fact that he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Rest in the fact that he's the alpha. He is the omega. He's the name above every name. He knows you're coming from your going. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. There is a reason to rest in the blessing. The rest in the blessing. As I close, let me give you a newsflash. Life is hard. And it is getting even harder. We are not promised tomorrow. So don't discount what God's given you in the now. Let me say that again. We're, we're not, yeah, life is hard. Yes, yeah, circumstances all around. But are you defined by your circumstance or by your God? We can't discount what God is operating in. It might seem a little, but when God's hand is in it, it is a lot. Don't discount what he has given you. Don't don't be scared of the vessels. Have faith that they will get filled. Empty out what needs to be empty out, the old for the new, and rest in the blessings that know who he is. You are more than a conqueror. Don't discount your identity because your identity is him and he paid the full price. Listen, you, are, you didn't have a discounted sticker on you. When God looked at it, he said, hey, that's a Louis Vuitton, baby. He looked at you and he's like, Michael Kors, all right, baby. He didn't look at you and say, hey, this is Walmart special. 
Kmart. If there's Kmart ever, you know, blue light special. Now he looks at you. You are royalty. You are the apple of his eye. So don't discount what he has already called you. Don't discount it. We live in the fullness of God and his promises. It wasn't paid with a discount. It was paid in full. We don't operate only in the blessings, but we operate in trusting the one who blesses. He is the one that we're looking after. Not the things, but him. Because when we put our eyes on him, it says, seek first the kingdom of God. Then all things will be added into you. Do not discount who God's created you to be. Thank you again for joining us here at Axios. Hey, to hear more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to this channel. If you want more information about Axios, go to axioschurch.com. There you can get more information, give, and connect. Remember, we love you, and we're in this together.